0: brooklyn's radio believes your health matters
1: so on the line with me today i've got claire turner hi claire hello it's really lovely to have you here today claire's a bit nervous so i'm gonna turn her her sound up a little bit Uh, don't be nervous claire honestly you'll be brilliant (laughs) um so claire is the managing director and editor of educationallife.org and Educational Life CIC is a dynamic forward-thinking inspirational organization with a positive ethos underpinning their drive to celebrate community life and well-being. Claire, tell me first of all how all this started, why and how did all this start?
0: Oh that is a great question, thank you. Um, so I've been involved in education for over 20 years now and I used to work for the school sports partnership and uh, with that we put on lots of events and, and activities for our young people and we never got any coverage in the local press. We'd have 600 odd children out on the field doing various sports. And nobody was interested. In fact, when we had our biggest event, uh, the front cover was full of a lady putting a cat in the bin. Oh! <laughs> um, and also, um, I've been a governor for for many years, and again everyone's very keen to hear when we have a bad Ofsted or something like that but they never want to hear all the good things that are going on Mm -hmm. and it was really frustrating because there are some really great things going on in our schools and back then at the time the press just weren't interested. Uh, I'm very pleased to say that that has now changed and the press really are picking up on all the fantastic things that our schools are doing Um, but at the time uh, that wasn't the
1: the case mm. i think there's um there's a oh excuse me a minute <clears throat> so sorry for some reason my throat's gone off all, all froggy oh, today nice. um yeah i think there's a general thought out there especially by the media that bad news sells and i think it's sean acre's wife who's written a book and i can't remember her name or her book's name but she's mrs acre um and she wrote a book once and in that it was all about positive psychology. And she said how she tried to get a television company to have a positive news channel. And they were all like, oh, it won't work. It won't work. And of course, when she finally got someone to try it, it did work. And, um, And I write for the Euro Weekly News. And the same, our editor is always saying, let's get more positive stories in. So I think what you're doing is brilliant. And we all know that negative news, especially around schools, it can really bring people down, can't it?
0: It can. Um, I remember at this, this event when when we had our 600 young people out doing activity, I had a group of uh, sports leaders, 15, 16-year-olds, who'd helped put on the event. And afterwards, I said to them, oh, thank you so much. I couldn't have done that without you. You're amazing. And they looked at me as if I was speaking another language. Mm. And it really broke my heart because these young people had had been amazing. And I really wouldn't have been able to manage without them. But because they went to what was classed at that time as the worst school in England, um, they believed that they were not worth um, praise and thanks. Um, It's it's hard enough being a teenager, a young person now, um, especially now with uh, social media and all the negativity that is out there. It's really hard to actually be a young person and and, and I just think we should be showing people how wonderful our young people are rather than
1: um, how amazing uh, so many are yes absolutely yeah and I think you're right if you give them praise and if you give them responsibility they will rise to the occasion um, it's a bit like if you, you you know you only have to look at a baby or a dog or a toddler and the more you praise them and show them what they've done right the the more reaction and the better they are and the, the more they want to do something and help so tell us I know that you once um you remember phoning a school once to ask them to share some good news what sort of reaction did you get from them
0: well, I phoned them um, just because we were in the area and I asked them if they had any good news to share. And they said to me, oh, I suppose you've heard about our Ofsted. And I said, I'm really sorry, I'm not from your area. Um, I didn't, don't know anything about your Ofsted. I just wanted some good news. And they said, oh, we've been slammed in the local press for our latest Ofsted. And I said, oh, I don't. Don't, I'm not interested in that. I don't want to hear about that. I want to hear about the good things that you're doing and everything else that you're doing because it's not all about Ofsted. Mm. Um, and and now they're one of our, our better contributors because they they stuck with us because they know that every time that we report about them, it will be good news. It won't be good one week and then the next week it will be all dreadful because they've had a bad Ofsted or they've had a complaint from a parent or yeah. something's happened.
1: Yeah. I think it's sort of the same with young people, isn't it? And, and, and why do we get that impression? Because all we read in the mainstream media is things when a young child's gone off the rails or a young child has committed a crime. Um, and it means that all our young people can be branded as antisocial troublemakers. Yeah. It's, you know, it is a challenge. What can we do to help them?
0: Um, What I'm trying to do is give our young people a platform to be able to share what they're doing and the good things that they're doing, because I've had a chance and an opportunity to speak to our young people, which is is really interesting. So if anybody gets the chance to actually have a conversation with our young people, you'll find out the reasons why they are hanging around in groups outside um, the local takeaway, because it's light because they can get free wi-fi and because they can chat to their friends and they Mm. feel safe Mm. um but if we can give them that voice to share what they're doing for every one child that's running around with a knife there's hundreds of others who are helping out at scouts or cubs uh, or they're performing in the local theaters or they're just babysitting their siblings or or helping grandparents with shopping or what have you you know
1: and and we glaze over that yeah the young carers i mean there are thousands of young carers in the country who don't get to socialize because they're literally rushing home from school to care for a parent um so i guess one of the big Challenges is sort of breaking down the barriers between schools and communities so that they can work together. What sort of what, what ways can we help with that?
0: Oh well, we can help with that by by actually talking about what our challenges are. You know, we're very good at putting into our minds I thought a thought about a school or a thought about a reason that this is happening. There's a lot going on at the moment about. Um, the new schools bill and uh, challenging children being off school. And there's a reason behind that. There's reasons that we want our children to be in school and in formal education and actually learning because of the effect the pandemic has had. Mm. But we need to not make those assumptions. We need to actually talk and have conversations between the schools, the community groups, the parents, the young people about why certain things are doing and being and happening you know why yeah. why are we going down this road why is this such a big thing at the moment and if we open those lines of communication and we talk and we come up with positive solutions i'm, I'm quite happy to have those challenging conversations and to talk about those things that are really important and really matter but we need to come up with positive solutions yeah
1: yeah and i think um if you're in a, a community area where a school has had a particularly bad Ofsted report, again, you're going to be tempted to just assume all the children that come out will be bad. But that's not true, is
0: it? That's not true at all. Not true at all. And you know, the, the reports affect these young people. They see it. Um, I was working in, in one local school. Um, it was a very bad school. It had a very bad reputation. But we were doing amazing things in that school for those young people and really trying to turn their lives around. And uh, a member of a big national press came to visit and stayed the whole day and had lunch and spent the whole day with us and then stood at the gates outside and reported on the young people being malnourished and uh, dreadful behaviour and, and just really just slammed the school oh. completely. And these young people saw this and they were like, well, hold on a minute. That's not what he was saying to us, to our faces, you know. Um, But many years later, I had an opportunity to catch up with these same young children, these young people who had gone on to live very successful lives and have happy families and... I run their own businesses and they said yes we we went to the worst school in the country we know we went to the worst school in the country but look what I've achieved and what I've made of myself now mm. and you know that was amazing that was amazing to be able to catch up with those young people again and see that it hadn't wrecked their lives that it hadn't actually um, destroyed them they'd mm. actually grown out of that and, and become really quite wonderful people which they were in school it's just nobody could see that
1: yeah and I think that's something for people who are listening to take away especially if young people are listening that it doesn't matter what people say it doesn't matter about the school you go to what happens afterwards is up to you Um, your success is going to come from inside of you and and what you go out and push yourself to do. Um, I know the school I went to, I mean, there were no Ofsted reports in my day, but the school I went to was particularly bad and my parents tried to get me moved to a new one that had opened that was much better, but there was no room in my year. And when I look back at the people I was at school with, and I'm still in contact with quite a few, we are all pretty successful in our lives. We've all gone on to achieve, you know, very very lovely lives you know we all feel very very lucky but we did go to a school that had the most appalling reputation and probably the lowest exam results in the country at the time um but it hasn't held many of us back claire we're starting to run out of time i'm afraid so i know that you would love to work with entrepreneurs and business owners um Mm -hmm. how can how can we get that out there what can we tell people
0: Oh, I, I'd love people to share their stories. Uh, what we want to do is inspire our young people. We want them to not be defined by their school, by their grades, by their their start in life. We want them to aspire to be bigger and better. Um, so anybody, entrepreneurs, business owners, anybody who's gone through challenges or adver- adversity or, or just actually is at the height of their career and would love to share their story, I'd love to hear from them.
1: Brilliant, brilliant. OK, well, Claire, would you like to give us your website details so people can contact you via that?
0: Yes, it's www.educational-life.org. Brilliant. And, and we're on social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the usual
1: (laughs) brilliant brilliant well we'll also post those up with a podcast of this chat we've had on the brooklands radio page so look out for that everybody and claire thank you so much for chatting to us today
0: thank you so much for inviting me i Ah. really
1: appreciate your time been lovely having you here that was thank you thank you claire turner talking to us today about how we can make education a positive experience for all
0: Brooklyn's Radio believes your health matters.